solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Um, okay, welcome to another episode, y'all. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is... Pot to Watch! Radio Hour. It's another radio hour! Woo. Oh, who are you singing the style of? <laughs> Not either of the people that, <laughs> or groups that we did today. Um, maybe a little Adele. A little Adele, maybe. But it's a special request episode. Yeah, so Sophia, thank you, Sophia, messaged us. Excuse me. About doing... Um, the Paramore album that came out in 2017 called After Laughter and doing our our uh, shipping character pairing of uh, Harry Potter and After Laughter, which neither of us really had listened. I knew like one song, I think. Yeah, I knew like the main song and that was about it. And I went on a journey, I'm going to be honest, Sophia, with this album. Because at first, I wasn't in 2017. So I wasn't in the right mindset, I don't think, for this album. You know? I don't... 2017, I was still listening to Lemonade. Like, I don't know when Lemonade came out, but I was still listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) I think Lemonade came out in, like, the year before. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I feel like... I was not in the mindset of like 2012, which is where I really needed to be for this. Like I needed to have just graduated high school to appreciate this on first listen. Now I will say, Sophia, I completely like I did a full turnaround because at first I was like, oh, this is a lot of like pop anthems. I'm not really feeling it. Now I sing these in the shower. I sing them getting ready. They're always in my head, all of these songs. And I love it unapologetically I think it's great I downloaded it to my library which it's like I'm cheap so I got the smaller I got the smaller amount of download phone okay so when I choose the download to my library you know it's like I want to be on a plane and listen to this on airplane mode so um it just puts me in a good mood I love it some of these songs really great I have a favorite of course and Anytime we listen to them in a Harry Potter context, it always makes me like the album more. So uh, I think that has some things to play going on here. But this has been the most fun. One of the most, I won't say the most fun, because I have fun every time we do these radio hours. But this one was so much fun because I didn't feel limited by my favorite ships. I have the most wackadoo crazy choices for this album and I'm so excited about it I'm so excited there might be only one or two that I've ever used before (laughs) some of these people are completely unique to the Potter Watch Radio Hour (laughs) my body is ready um real quick plug um everyone should go check out Alex's YouTube channel called Fandicted because she's doing a Sims playthrough but it's Harry Potter characters and the amount of detail that is in Alex's Sim world is insane and everyone should just go to want to appreciate that but it's about Luna and Neville and their friendship and them finding love hopefully (laughs) yeah we'll see I'm just kidding they'll definitely find love we'll have kids at some point not necessarily with each other um thank you Molly for that plug um I do put a lot of work and detail into it so if you wanted to check it out I would, would really appreciate it um the link is in my um is in my um uh my description in on Instagram and the link to my channel is already in the Potter watches Instagram link. Um, but it'll take you to our, um, our movie, our drunk movie watches, which you should watch anyway. But it's genuinely like so fun, especially if you like Sims, but you don't have to like Sims to enjoy it because it's Harry Potter. Thank um, you all. Yeah. I was like, as soon as I saw that a new one was up, I was like watching it at work. <laughs> um, 
spoiler alert, the DA does come to a house party. Seamus and Dean are there. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay, so we um, we'll just go song by song. Um, yeah, let me pull up the lyrics while we're going, just so yeah, I, I can pull up the lyrics too. Some reference. Um, oh, I was gonna, I think, say. Oh yeah, you do your experience with the. Yeah, not not as um, drastic, but I was like. I, I liked the songs like when I was listening to them, but I wasn't doing, I couldn't um, think about the lyrics while I was listening. Cause like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like this type of music for me is hard to like connect with the lyrics until I like know them really well. So I like accidentally listened to this album like six times in a row. Cause I was like, I kept having to restart it to be like, hold on, I wasn't paying attention. I need to think about the lyrics. So I ended up just doing it like mostly looking at the lyrics, but I really liked um, listening to the music and it was very kind of nostalgic, even though the album itself didn't come out that long ago. It just reminded me of the time when I was listening to Paramore. Paramore. I guess I should have said that at the beginning, like Paramore used to be one of my all-time favorite um, bands, like during the riot years, like I had a Paramore slash Avril Lavigne birthday party. If that doesn't tell you who I was, um, <laughs> I'm having a physical reaction to that. <laughs> yeah, but so we start with hard times. Hard times. Now this is the song I knew ahead of time. Oh, it was really? still a, it was still a banger. Um, who did you have for hard times? I forgot I did this. <laughs> All right. So uh, I just want you to know I have to, we have to go on a journey. So I have Professor Bins now. <laughs> okay. That's a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the whole idea of hard times is like they're waking up on the wrong side of the bed, it's rough. And, and they just can't seem to get a grasp on life. And in it's a little bit of irony because like, he's like, I just hope that I'm all right, that I'm not dead. Don't know how I survived all of these hard times, but like he didn't. And so the times are like continuing to be hard because he's just reliving like his same day basically over and over again as a, as a ghost. And he's like, I got to get to rock bottom. He's like, I just have to like get to the bottom so that I can go back up. But like, he can't get to the bottom because he can't even like touch his feet to the ground because he's a ghost. I I think it totally makes sense. <laughs> um, I didn't have a ghost, but I did have like a partial death person. I had Baltimore like pre- <laughs> Like getting ready for his book four comeback because he's like, you know, he's he's down on hard times. Yeah. He has hit rock bottom. He's like, uh, <laughs> I just want to say for all of these because they're all like poppy albums. I'm picturing it like the musical six, where it's just like all of these historical like women having their own like rock show and they each have their own solo song. That's kind of how I feel about this album with Harry Potter characters. Like in the musical, Voldemort is like here, he's singing hard times and he's drinking unicorn blood. Like he's like hard times. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, he's singing directly to Harry for the chorus. He's like, gonna make you wonder why you even try. Um, gonna make you, take you down and laugh when you cry. Like, this is him, you know, being like, when I yeah. come back, you're gonna cry and I'm gonna laugh at you. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I don't even know how I even survive, but here I am, kind of. <laughs> um, I love this as a Voldemort song. <laughs> like maybe I'll come alive. There was another one that I felt like was right to the. Oh yeah, tell my friends oh, I'm coming down. down. We'll kick it when I hit the ground. Yeah, so. yeah. Tell my tell my Death Eater friends. Like worm, I'm yeah, coming back. Wormy, tell them. <laughs> Milk Nagini and tell them. <laughs> and he's like, you can tell me when it's all right for me to come out. You know, when you guys are ready, I'm coming back. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I love that. That's amazing. And for me, like this didn't feel like a wild one at the time. I was like, well, this is very logical. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. Bins, very logical. I think Voldemort fits better, honestly. That makes total sense to me. But I know. was trying, I think I was trying to think of someone like Voldemort for this song and I couldn't, but yeah, I mean, that's obvious. That's right there. Could also be um, Nearly Headless Nick. I almost used Nearly Headless Nick except for Bins instead of Bins, but I was like, no. Professor Bins, he... It, he doesn't know how to hit rock bottom. That's really what I was holding on to. It just felt, it was too fun for it to be. <laughs> it was too fun. Yeah, Nick is too sad to do that with. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So now we have um, Rose Colored Boy. Yes. Which I, I have one for, I, I, and I knew it immediately. I just didn't put it down. I did. Um, um, who did you do? You go first this time. I said it was Lupin and Tonks. Who's who? I'm going to pull up the lyrics because I also said like one of the lines was like specifically about like being in love during a war. Um... Oh, I just, okay, I did write it down. I just didn't call it Rose Colored Boy. I called it Just Let Me Cry because that's like the chorus. Okay, I was like, what? I think it's mostly Lupin. No, no, I think it's mostly Tonks. Is Lupin the Rose Colored Boy? Yeah. <laughs> but hearts are breaking, the war are raging on, and I've taken my glasses off. You got me nervous, and you're turning it into a joke. A half-empty girl, don't make me laugh. No, maybe it is Lupin singing to Tonks. I don't, I, at the time it made a lot of sense. Now I'm going back. I think it does make sense as like them too. It feels like. No, I, yeah, okay. Um, final answer, Lupin singing to Tonks mostly. Cause he's like, just let me cry a little longer. I ain't gonna smile if I don't want to. We all can't be like you. I wish we were all rose-colored too, my rose-colored boy. So yeah, for me, this is Lupin singing to Tonks. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Specifically during wartime, uh -huh. because their romance is during this time. Yeah, I, I, 100 I see that. Like, because she's like Hufflepuff and very like bright and sunny. And like kind of excited to get to fight in a war in some ways. Yeah. Who did you have? So, um... I went on a serious note for this one, unlike my last one. So I did that this was Moaning Myrtle about Harry. Uh-huh. It's like that. <laughs> okay, but I'm serious, though. Think about it. So it's always... So the song is like... Um, uh, my hearts are breaking, the war is raging on, and I have to keep taking my glasses on. You got me nervous, and you're turning me into a joke. A half-empty girl, don't make me laugh. Like, so this is ex this is when, uh, in year two, when M Myrtle first meets Harry. So all of this is happening in her head. She's like, I just want to keep crying in a bathroom and being sad, but here came this boy into my bathroom, and he's filling me with hope for the first oh. time but everybody is like throwing books into my head and his stupid friend Ron is still making fun of me. So just let me cry. Don't try to make me laugh, Harry. Don't care about me, Harry. I, but she's like, here he is, the hope. That's so sad. My little rose colored boy. <laughs> and she has the glasses. She's taking her glasses off. And I wish we were all rose colored too. I think it makes sense too, because, you know, she's seen the war like literally since the beginning, basically of Voldemort and Harry is the great hope, you know, he's the chosen one. So I think she would idolize him too, you know? Yeah. Um, low key, no pressure. Just hang with me and my weather. Low key, no pressure. Just hang with me and my cry in my crying bathroom. Yeah. 
my you toilet. can share my toilet is what it reminded me of. <laughs> if you don't die down there, if you die down there, you can share my toilet. If you die down there, you can you share my toilet. Yeah, I do have some actually serious ones. I just, look, we, we're doing a lot of these now and I just felt like I wanted to like, if I had like a weird um, inclination, I went for it. I'm glad. I feel like we need to um, have this. Now we are on. I told you so. Okay. I feel like there wasn't a lot happening lyrically in this song. It's kind of like um, more repetitive than some of the other songs. So Mm -hmm. I went off vibes Mm -hmm. and I went with Neville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. He's like, I hate to say I told you so. They love to say they told me so. But like, I mean, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Like he, and I think he's earnestly like, I don't want to say I told you so. But like, the writing's on the wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And he's like, throw me into the fire, throw me in, pull me out again. Like, I'm going to keep fighting, kind of, like, the bridge of us. Yeah, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your friends. Yeah, plus, at the end of the book, he's literally on fire. Yeah. He's a hottie. A hottie with a body. That Nev. To keep on hoping when the rest have given up. Yeah. That's really good. Who did you have for Told You So? Um, I, at first I thought I was like, this is Hermione. Mm, yeah, I, I told you so. But then <laughs> I read the lyrics and I was like, oh no, the lyrics are like, they say they told me so. And so then I was like, no, this is Ron in year three about <laughs> Hermione. Nice. So he's like, yeah, I get it. Like scabbers, like whatever. (laughs) And then, um, uh, yes. And I thought, and I got that vibe too, that it was really repetitive and just repeating itself. And I loved that for Ron because it's sort of like when he doesn't really have a leg to stand on. So he just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Like Hermione was right. So he just keeps like being like, well, whatever, like you keep saying that you told me so I know you want to. So just say it. <laughs> that just felt like a very Ron argument. To me. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I was thinking Hermione to it first and I was like, I don't know. And then I, w- I did also go down like the path of Ron, but um, I decided to go more earnest. Yeah. I hate to. Say he told you so. <laughs> um, forgiveness. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you want to go first? Or you want me to? Uh, I can go first. Um. So, um, we're do- we're recording two of these guys today, friends, and I just want to everybody to know and not like think that something's wrong with me but I've been reading Dramione lately so so I have Dramione on the brain I haven't forgotten about Dreary I don't not love Dreary I don't love Dreary any less but there are you'll notice Dramione comes up a few times anyway any yeah anyway this is Dramione from Hermione's point of view um I also just think Something about, I know that I used Dreary for, like, other, anyway, I I don't know why I'm trying to defend myself, because I feel like you would think that Dramione and Dreary would have very similar songs, but I I actually, like, there are ones that I feel are very specific to each ones. Uh, I feel like they fight differently, Draco and Hermione, than Draco and Harry. I also, yeah, I think, like, well, one, like, I feel like Draco and Hermione would have a very different type of relationship than Draco and Harry. And yeah. also like the gay element does change the dynamic. Yeah, it adds a layer to it. So, 
anyway, the reason that this felt very Germione to me was because um, forgiveness is such a like huge thing I feel like for Hermione as a person. And that's always her hurdle is, and this um, is like, I, who am I if I'm with you after what you've done, you know? It's like about like her self-worth and stuff like that. So I feel like in this song where it's like, you hurt me so bad, like I've cried because of you, like the things that you've said have really stuck with me and the things you've done have really stuck with me. But the song feels very like there's still like attraction there. Um, uh, There's still a thread that runs from your body to mine and you can't break what you don't see an invisible line. So, you know, like, she's like, I really hate to admit it, but I am attracted to you. But no matter what happens here, I feel like this would be at the start of whatever thing they started, if they started it. Like, I will not forget. I will not, for- like, I refuse to forgive you. I refuse yeah. to let you have that win over me. Yeah. And I, and having read a lot of Dramione, I feel like that's always Hermione's journey is that, maybe she'll give in like but logically she'll always like be trying to keep Draco at a distance like she'll be like whatever like it's just like a physical thing and I'm not going to forgive you for what you've done so this can never go further than physical because you have to be at arm's length from me right because you always need to be punished for what you did because I can't like myself if I let myself like you yeah and Harry's quick to forgive people Right. So he doesn't like this is not doesn't make sense for a hairy arc because yeah, totally just be like I fine. <laughs> Do you feel like the song like there is forgiveness at the end or that there's not? Because I, I think it is that there isn't like the person I picked for this. I think it depends on who you're picking. I I, I even think the song though. For me, there's so much passion in the I won't forgive that I think they've already forgiven. It's like that if you're letting a, like if you're giving that person that much time of day and thought in your life, then you like, you're still, there's still feelings there in some way, you know? Or you're mad that you have forgiven them. So you want to hold on to your anger. Right. Is what I feel of the song. And that felt very Dramione to me. So well, to go dramatic, Ooh. I went with the gray lady. <gasps> yes. You know, I love the gray lady. I know. And I thought, I actually thought you might pick her for this song. Um, oh, this is so good for her. Yeah. <gasps> it's like my tears ricochet. Yes. That, well, that's what made me think of it. So I was like, I wonder if Alex is going to pick this. I picked her yeah. for something different, I think. Nice. But similar, like the similar lines that you brought up, like, how could I love someone um, like, and you want forgiveness, but I can barely hang on to myself. But like, I can't give you that. Like her holding on to like, I can't, I can't give you this forgiveness. Like you've ruined my life kind of. And like, yeah. um, and like, don't you go and get it twisted. Forgiving is not forgetting. Like, cause she is in eternity, never going to forget and neither will he. Like, yeah. Um, and I mean, I know the song ends on like, I just can't do it yet. And I mean, maybe she would even sing that, but like, I don't think the gray lady is ever forgiving the bloody Baron, but um, it's one of my favorite parts is like, cause your voice is a gun. Every word is a bullet hole. And I was yeah, like, I love that line. That too. <laughs> I love that's my favorite line of the song too. Yeah. So I was thinking of you when I did that one. Oh, oh, that my next one. I was also thinking of you. Fake happy. Oh, fake happy is sad. Yeah, fake happy makes like okay. So here's where the the album oh, me- songs kind of remind me of Stour. Now that we're talking about them, just as like a side note. But this is where the album took a turn for me because before I was like, yeah, rock anthem, like men suck, women rule, like girl power. And then we got here and I was like, oh no, I'm feeling a little too much. That's, that's a sad, <laughs> that's a sad song. And there were a couple other two where I was like, um, 
I'm a little upset, Paramore. This is devastating. Yeah, I feel like um, this album, it's not as fresh as like a breakup, like the Casey Musgraves one or sour, but it definitely feels broken. Like the person singing this has not healed from what's going on. Oh yeah, 100%, no. Um, But it doesn't also, it doesn't necessarily feel like a breakup album. It's more like a culmination of like, heartbreak <laughs> yeah some songs I can hear that you this is a fresh like or that this is a breakup that this that the Im, the impetus for this is a breakup and then other songs I'm like oh no we're just like rocking and rolling with Paramore yeah but um fake happy definitely felt like someone who was at minimum uh depressed <laughs> and we know who's the most depressed who did you have in book two, our girl Jenny. Oh, Jen! Oh my god, I thought about Jen too, actually. Um, she's just pretending her heart out that everything is fine, and um, it's not. No one sees me when I crawl back underneath. Um, if I smile with my teeth, I think they believe me. Oh, please don't ask me how I've been. Don't make me play pretend. But uh, I bet everyone here is fake happy too. Whew. Yeah. Um, I also thought of Jenny for this because, of, I mean, that was the first one that came yeah. to mind easily. Like, um, I was sweeping my floor. I remember just listening to the songs. And then the song came on and I thought of, 12-year-old Ginny Weasley or 11-year-old Ginny Weasley writing in her diary this song and then I had to stop sweeping and sit down because I was too emotional. I also said as an alternate to Ginny taunts when everything is happening with Lupin and everyone is fake happy because it's the order. Or the sixth one I mean. Huh? Like the sixth book? No the fifth book. Yes, the sixth book. Yes, yeah. The yeah, that's a good one too. For sure. Two, two unhappy gals. Just really unhappy. Everybody here is fake happy too. But also I like this for Tonks because it's all about like hiding it and she's the metamorph make nega. So all of these things of like, dress up my fears um put on makeup or whatever put on makeup if I smile with my teeth like you know but I also love it because at that time you know her like metamorph Vegas things their stuff isn't working like people are noticing yeah she can't hide it yeah yeah okay moving right along number 26 another sad one (laughs) guys Next to my notes, I just put musical. Like, this felt like a song from a musical to me. <laughs> yeah. It was very, like, big, dramatic, like, ballad number. <laughs> why isn't it? Why is it called 26? I don't understand. I don't know. Sophia, if you know, let me know. I went back to uh one that we've done a couple of times a moment so did I I did the forest resurrection stone moment oh no you have to hold on to hope hold on I this is actually one of my favorite songs and on the album It's, it's his team singing to him they say that is free. The, the well, bridge, I can see that. The bridge really gets me. Like, reality will break your heart. Survival will not be the hardest part. It's keeping all your hopes alive when all the rest of you has died. So let it break your heart. Yeah, that that's my favorite part, too. And that was the impetus for who I chose for the song. But it, yeah, I can totally see all of his family being like, hold on. Oh, it's very musical. Am I right? Like, yeah. And then they keep, they keep singing as he's walking. It's like very rent. Like everyone's holding their hands singing out to like the audience. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. 
Um, who who did you have laid on us? I said this is serious in Azkaban. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And so like the beginning, like this the the verses are like about the dementors, and it's like you're really trying to get me down to get the better better of me. And I think I can do it until you come around. Um uh yeah um, I've been chasing then, after dreamers in the clouds that one's really sad like, yeah and then he's but he's like hold on to hope don't let yourself uh they say that dreaming is free because that's all he has is like his mind and like and what he what will happen if he ever gets out of there and his dreams of Harry and things like that um but I wouldn't care what it costs me like I don't care if it costs me my life I will like avenge James yeah. Um, um, you got me tied up, but I stay close to the window. Like that, they just, I can just see him in Azkaban. Um, if I talk to myself about places that I used to go, I'm hoping someday maybe I'll just float away and I'll forget every cynical thing you said. When are you going to hear that? That one doesn't really work. The, when are you going to hear me out thing? But, um, and then obviously the same part that you were talking about, reality will break your heart. Survival will not be the hardest part. It's keeping your hopes alive when the rest of you has died. So let it break your heart. But, yeah. but he, he makes it out okay. He survives. So we held on to hope. I just, for a little while. <laughs> I, he survives out of Azkaban yeah. because I, every time I think about Sirius being there for that long, 12 years of it uh I think that's so depressing but what an incredible mind that he was able to survive that long with the Dementors like eating at him and I think it's because of his friendship with like James and Lupin and Lily and the thought of having to live for Harry that keeps him through and so that's why I chose him for this song. Oh, man. Well, we kind of pick it up a little bit with the next song. Oh, the next song? I'm ready. I love it. All right. <laughs> what, tweet, huh? what do we got? What do we got? For pool? So let me just, I'm going to read a little bit of pool, and then I'll tell you who my person is. Um. I dove in again because I'm not into giving up. Could have got the same rush from a lover's touch, but why get used to something new? Because no one breaks my heart like you. Um, the chorus is, I'm underwater, no air in my lungs. My eyes are open and I'm not giving up. You are the wave and I could never tame. If I survive, I'll dive back in. Um, so I chose this song <laughs> about... Crumb, it's Crumb singing to Hermione. I thought for sure we were gonna have the same answer because, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he got he dove in, okay? He dove into the water literally. I'm speaking about book four, and he was like, Look, I know that we broke up. You came to visit me. You said that maybe, like, this isn't going to work between the two of us. This is just a summer. And Crumb said, Okay, I'm gonna let you be free, but I'm coming back. We're at the wedding now. And he's like, I don't care if you break my heart again. I love me some Hermione. I'm coming back for more. And I just really like the diving metaphor because he actually does dive to save Hermione. End of, end of, my, end of my evidence. This is Gary to me. Ginny and Harry. Gary! second chance. <laughs> Well, I just don't feel, I never consider their breakup an actual breakup. <laughs> like, I refuse to believe that they're actually broken up. So I'm like, nobody cut anyone deep. Nobody was brokenhearted, okay? <laughs> they were both very brokenhearted. Yes, but it wasn't like a breakup breakup. Like, they weren't like, we don't love each other anymore. Yeah, I don't think they're like not getting back together or something, but um just the like if I survive I'll dive back in back into you like, yeah no that's very that's very Gary I just I, I I totally believe that that's the case 
I was kidding. It makes total sense. Like literally if I survive, we're going right back to where yeah. we were. That make that's totally like, fair. Crumb's like, I'll become a shark again. I'll do whatever I have to do to sink back into that. That's honest. I, I just felt, no, I see. You. I did you. that for you, honestly, because you're the crumb fan. I was thinking of you when I chose this for crumb and Hermione. No, I love it. <laughs> I was, when you were saying it I was like I didn't see it until you said it so I was like how did you not think of the same one as me <laughs> like I, I told you I was trying to think of like out of the box yeah. unless the song felt like you know like the last song felt very serious to me so I had to choose it but I was really trying to uh defy expectations did you defy expectations for the next one, though? I did not. The <laughs> next one was, <laughs> speaking of my love for Dreary, I feel like this might be the most Dreary song that <laughs> we've ever done on, <laughs> on this podcast. It once again goes into our story that we are telling on Potter Watch Radio Hour of Harry and Draco. <laughs> like, it's so, <laughs> it's so them that it's like, I just, what am I supposed to do? Um, now, this is, for me, this is definitely Draco singing. Yes. Okay. Like, are you recounting all my faults? Are you racking your brain just to find them all? Could right. It that Strange how we found ourselves exactly where we left off. I know you're shaking my, you're, uh, you're shaking my hand like it's the first time. Are you kidding me? You're shaking my hand? Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> like, is that real? I feel like Haley was singing the song about Drary. She was like... Um, I mean, the line that I really, my favorite line for them specifically is, could it be that I've changed or did you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, uh, stop asking why, why we had to waste so much time. Well, we just pick up, pick up and start again. Cause we can't keep holding on to grudges, which is, I, I, if I heard Draco say that in a fanfic, I would be so proud of him. Proud of my boy. <laughs> um, uh, aren't we so brave to give up a fight and let the years go by without us? Cause now I feel you by my side and I don't even care if it's been a while. I can feel that we've changed and we're better this way. Oh. oh my gosh I forgot that I wrote like a little backstory for it oh my God. <laughs> yes I need to Excuse hear me. let me go to my notes <laughs> oh she just brought her glasses guys she means business um in this version they had a fling in book four or five which obviously explains everything in six and now this song is them as adults I see. It's also like specifically that they did also have a lover's quarrel. Quarrel, a lover's spat. No, yeah. And I think that that whole narrative is very dreary too. Like, why did it take so long? We've been obsessed with each other since the first time we met. So I like, but we can't think about that because that's just going to make us fight. Because, and I love that Draco saying that because it is 100% his fault and we all know it is. So, so, so we can't. Um, and I love this part. Um, and if you want to call me up or come over, it's fine. <laughs> because I like the idea that this has all just been like a long letter that Draco has sent. Like they're in like, they're still in a fight. <laughs> like, And Draco's like, okay, well, I think we should stop holding grudges because I kind of love you. If you want to call or come over, that's fine. And we'll laugh about it. <laughs> I just love that like at the end of this song where he's like aren't we so brave for like fighting it out and not holding grudges he's still like and if you want to come over that's cool like I'm fine I'm fine if you wanted to like come over I've let go why can't you yeah like I have no grudges for the fact that you almost killed me in a bathroom so that's very big of me and you should stop holding grudges that I did all those other things that I did Oh, sorry. Um, 
Love it. Yeah. I just had like, and then again, like this could not, this feels not Dramione to me. They are completely separate chips in my head. Namely that Draco is so gay in Dreary and <laughs> not in Dramione. This one works more so that it could be for both of them, I feel like. Yes. More than the other one. Like the other one, I don't see any way that that could be Harry. But in this one, I could, if I wanted to make an argument. But for me, I immediately wrote down. Yeah. I just don't know why Hermione would need to be apologetic to Draco. No, it would still be Draco singing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But like grudges makes more sense for them because I also feel like Draco's harboring a grudge against Harry. Whereas I don't know what grudge Draco would be harboring against Hermione. Like that is literally all his fault. Like Harry does have some things that he's done wrong to Malfoy. Obviously Malfoy initiated them, but (laughs) they've had some tit for tat. Yeah. Um, The next song is my favorite. I'm just a little bit caught in the middle. Um, but I did have kind of a hard time picking one. It's hard. This one was hard for me to place. <laughs> and then <laughs> I found one. What did you end up? <laughs> so I ended up doing Snape, even though the vibe of this song is like the exact opposite of Snape. Can you imagine Snape singing this? Oh my God. Um, so I think when he's saying like he feels caught in the middle, like yeah, between like his two like worlds of Death Eater versus like Dumbledore's bitch boy, but like hundred percent, he's like I gotta keep going or they're gonna call me a quitter. Um, can't see the forest for the trees. Um, nostalgia's cool, but it won't help me now. Um, and then there was like a more specific line. He says, well, one, he says, I can sabotage all by myself. And I was like, yeah, you can, buddy. Um, and then he also says, can't look to past or to future, which I actually, that was a little bit more serious of a line for me. Cause he's like, Mm -hmm. it's too painful to go look at the past, but I also Mm -hmm. don't see a future for myself. So I'm just kind of living in the middle between kind of life and death like I'm living day to day until I'm done doing what I need to do kind of so it got a little dark even though this is like a very happy song yeah um but so I guess I did like think out Snape but I was like listening to it it's not Snape but reading the lyrics it was Snape I like very much to picture Snape singing this song so I love it (laughs) like flipping his greasy hair <laughs> um and also hurt. hairy <laughs> uh yeah so um this was almost my bins song caught in the middle for that death line song? this was almost my bins my professor bins oh, song. interesting oh like between okay yeah 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 you see why why I got there yeah, but yeah. then I was like no 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 this is obviously Professor Trelawney. <laughs> okay. Because um, she's caught in the middle. She like can't look back, but she certainly can't see the future. Um, and But she has to keep going or she'll have to like actually admit that she's not actually a... Um, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got to keep going with her lie. Right. And she says, I'm dreaming my life away. Like everything I do is like making up things. Um, all, the while I just, all the while I just go blind, can't see the forest from the trees behind the lids of my own eyes. So she's just really sad that she can't see the future, but she's going to keep up making the lies. Um, nostalgia's cool, but it won't help me now because like she did have a real vision once. She can't remember. <laughs> Yeah. A dream is good. Don't wear it out. Um, so she's just a little bit, you know. Caught in the middle. Caught in the middle. She Not doesn't need lie. any help. She'll just drink her pain away. That's her sabotaging herself. Yes. So that's, that part's a little sad. And a little true. And a little true. But yeah. I was like, this is, this is a Professor Trelawney anthem. I feel like my musical of After Laughter is like 
all of the side characters. It's yeah. like the secondary characters are stealing the show. <laughs> Perfect. Um, idol worship felt kind of on the nose a little. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of oh. Snape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, idol worship and no friend are linked for me. So you go ahead. Oh, interesting. Me too. Oh. Um, yeah, so idol worship is Lily singing to Snape um, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, in my opinion. Like, I'm not your superhuman. Um, if that's yeah. what you want, I hate to let you down. Like, I got your hopes up. Now I got you hoping that I'm going to be the one to let you down. Um, you know, down from this pedestal that you keep putting me on. We get it. Yeah. Ooh. Is that who you had? I don't have that, but that's really, really good. I'm sorry, I was quiet because I'm now rethinking that whole song. And I think that's really good for them. I'm interested for your for your link. So give me your link and we'll just do it like that. Okay. Well, so obviously the next one was like impossible to like listen to. I like didn't hear a word of the lyrics. Yeah, you have to read the lyrics, but the lyrics are very interesting. Like once I read the lyrics, I was like, oh, I know exactly who I feel like this is for me. But um, let me, I'm just looking over to make sure like I, why I picked what I picked. I said James and Snape, but I'm not really sure why. Um, uh, the next song, by the way, that we're now talking about is No Friend. I think it was like this end part where it's like, you're no friend of mine. I'm no savior of yours and you're no friend of mine. Mm, uh, that makes sense for them because of like him, like saving him from like Lupin and things like that. Yeah, I. that's why I think I picked them. Like I kind of cherry picked some lines. Um, like I see myself in the reflection of people's eyes, um, realizing that what they see may not even be close to the image I see in myself. Um, like, I think this is James, like, trying to resolve things with Snape. Um, mm-hmm. 12 years ago, I stood on the shore, um, and my friend stood out on the shore and tried to let go of the coat. Like, I don't know, just something about it just felt very much, like, in that Marauders-y, but I had, I was, like, not really working hard on this song, because I was, like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... I like don't like it as a song because it's like not a song but I liked the like metaphor and the lyrics in it and then I went really deep (laughs) I I would love to hear your takes on it because I think I need some direction so um so for let's let me go back to um idol worship so idol worship for me was Lucius singing to Narcissa and Draco like when he's like at his lowest like so he's like don't hold your breath I never said I'd save you like he's 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 crumbling he's following he's falling be sure to put your faith in something more you know um you're not as alone as you feel we all got problems don't we we all need heroes don't we but rest assured there's not a single person here who's worthy um I'm not your superhuman and if that's what you want I hate to let you down because I think Lucius despite it all like does care about his family but this just felt like a really harsh way to be like I failed you like you have to find something else to believe in. Someone else has got to step in because I'm about to go to Azkaban for (laughs) fucking Voldemort and Voldemort doesn't even care about me. So you guys are about to like be in a a shithole. And I Um, feel like he's kind of blaming them. Like you made me feel like I had to be this thing, which feels very Lucius to not like fully take accountability. Right. Like, I feel like this is coming after Narcissa being like, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, I did my part. Like, I was the loyal, pure blood housewife. I gave you an heir. I did my part. I stood by you all this time. Now, what am I supposed to do? And then Lucius, in response, sings this song. 
And then because Lucius is in Azkaban, our next song is No Friend, Draco singing. Singing. Okay. Yeah. Can you explain it to me a little bit? Draco falling apart at the seams. <laughs> sure. Um, we see him do. The, these old letters for me things these are um not like letters they're conversations with Myrtle in because we're in year six Draco where he's really trying to fight to be somebody yeah so I'm like um it felt right to just talk to somebody I can't help being sentimental thanks for talking to me I hope this is helpful for you because I think he feels really guilty I um I hope my mom is happy and healthy, staying out of trouble to a reasonable extent. Um, uh, this is my way of finally being able to address how I feel. So I just feel like all of this is just like him being like, this is just him realizing also that like brick by brick. So this whole like another brick, another black hop down, another misspelled band burning their own house down, another pine box tune to fill the cemetery day, another star, a touch of orange over purgatory gray. So like all of this is like the different truths just in the different faults he's realizing that his, in his dad, in everything they've told him, like all of these lies, yeah. all of this ideology, like everything he was grown up, grow, he grew up to believe is all so a lie stood upon as well like he's right like he just is in that and he's like and now I'm like being asked to kill people for something that I don't even believe in um another thorny field to scatter fruitless seeds again like things I don't believe in more misguided ghosts more transparent hand to drop a nickel in our basket and we'll do our riot dance um beneath another burning sky some of this stuff I just was like yeah it's basically for me. No, I think that makes sense. And it's kind of and like you're no- the place why I think I chose James. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we get, and then I went into like for this part of like, you're no friend of mine, you're no friend of mine, I'm no savior of, of yours, and you're no friend of mine. Felt very much like when he's talking to Dumbledore and he's like, I, I can't accept your help. I don't trust you. I'm not here to save you. I'm here to kill you. And uh, and then this part was the part that felt most like Draco to me. Like I see myself in the reflection of people's eyes, realizing that what they see may not even be close to the image I see in myself. And I think I might actually be more afraid to let my own self down than anything else. Um, I feel, okay. And then this part, this like man bear floating, so in the story, it says, who saw a bear floating in the river? And I thought it was a fur coat. 12 years ago, I stood on the shore and jumped in and grabbed the coat. The river was rushing toward a waterfall. And my friend stood at the shore and shouted to let go of the coat and swim back to land. I let go of the coat, but the coat won't let go of me. Um, and so um, for me, this whole ending part is like Dumbledore's plea to Draco. So it's like 12, like 12 years ago, not 12 years ago, but like when I was younger, when I was your age, I made mistakes that I can't come back from and they haunt me and live with me forever. Like I can't, like I didn't bring the bear back to shore. I didn't bring the fur coat back to shore. The fur coat never let me go. Like I've never been the same. This is your chance to save yourself from doing the same thing I did. And so in any case, let me know if there's more I can give you. If nothing comes of it, then just know we are grateful. So I think that last part, if nothing comes of it, just let me know we are grateful. It's like something Draco could never say to Dumbledore, but he is grateful that Dumbledore did try and save him, even though he would never accept the help. And there we go. That is my analysis for No Friends and Draco. That's great. Yeah. The good coat or whatever it could also be like Draco being um into the idea of being a death eater and going after it like I am gonna yeah. do this I want this and then not wanting it and that not leaving him in yeah the same way. but yeah 100 oh, percent too that too yeah wow Whew. 
deep. That was a lot. That song is a lot. I don't know yeah. about it, but uh, I was really- was texted you like, should we skip this one? <laughs> but- I felt like it was like, gracias mi vida. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think part of what you were explaining, maybe I got through osmosis while I was reading it. Because I think the part about like shedding this version- of yourself that you no longer like is the, Mm -hmm. what I was kind of picking up on. And I think, or I'd like to believe that there's a story of James realizing that he was such a dick when he was in school and like wanting to shed that part of him. And he also talks about like, the song talks about like ambition a couple of times and like, um, and I feel like that's very Jamesy, but um, it does and especially hearing you talk about it it definitely feels like a lot of Draco feels he's just so emotional that boy you know many feelings he has a lot of feelings (laughs) um okay so then the last song on the album tell me how this is my favorite song on the album I think it doesn't sound like any other song on the album it's honestly kind of soulful it's like a little yeah it's slightly R&B and I kind of like that. So this is my Wolf Star song. It's also my Wolf Star song. Yeah, this is, at least the beginning is definitely serious singing to uh, Lupin when he's like coming back from Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it as like a duet between them. Like I don't, I, I didn't like piece out which who was singing which parts but I just felt like there are different circumstances where they each feel this way about each other but they obviously um care so much about each other yeah yeah I do think it's back and forth there was just like the part at the very beginning like the you hate me but I can't hate you and I won't replace you definitely like a serious to Lupin but this feels like very Lupin a serious I know you think that I erased you that yo uh, yeah that's that's fair um I think I'm tired of getting over it and just starting something new again I'm getting sick of new beginnings and always coming to your defense like I just feel like they have such that feels like Lupin yeah they just have such baggage between them but then like tell me how to feel about you now tell me how to feel about you now yeah. let me know because yeah, I like, could even see it as a duet where they're not together, but they're both mm-hmm. singing back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I love a back-to-back duet. Oh, oh, me too. Oh wow. <laughs> you keep me up with your silence. Take me down with your quiet. Of all the weapons you fight with, your silence is the most violent. That feels so serious to me about Lupin because yeah. I can just see because what well, we see Lupin shut people out. Like we yeah. know that that's his like tactic when he feels overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. I can just feel serious being like, "Can we please just fight? Like if you're mad at me, yell at me." <laughs> yeah, I think for the most part, I think overall it was mostly serious. To me but there was definitely like lupin responses yeah um yeah so after the laughter there's there's some tears <laughs> yeah after the laughter there's a sad song um so tell us what you would put and um if you haven't give this album a listen it's a good car car album great car jam for sure bit of a whirlwind of emotions just let me cry a little bit longer yeah very I was like texting Alex I was like it feels like very anthony like (laughs) um and I didn't I feel like for most of the songs like there was more than one person but I feel like for a lot of them it was like one person securely singing it and like maybe there was another person like it was two but like starting with hard times, like that's Voldemort's anthem. <laughs> I love that that song is so upbeat. Like, we were like that one and the Snape one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is the problem when I start reading the lyrics and I'm not really listening to it. I'm like, oh well, I can 
tell you why I chose these lyrics this year. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you have to do. Yeah. Don't make me cry. Oh my gosh. I need to stop singing that. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Until next time, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum 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 bum.